Blog Talk Radio. Research at the National Archives and Beyond Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, Bernice Alexander Bennett, and I'm happy to welcome the people from Maggie to share with you their experience this week. Our host for today's show will be Sarah Cato, and Kate and Sarah will introduce everyone who will be on this show. So Sarah will come on in a few minutes. So we'll just wait and we'll run some more music until she's ready to come on and talk to us. Okay, Sarah, welcome to the show. Good morning. This is Sarah Cato, and I would welcome you to Why Genealogy, a blog talk radio project of track number four of the Midwest African American Genealogy Institute here being held at Harrisville State University. Track number four is a track for professional genealogists that is taught by Angela Walton Raji. We are, as African-American researchers, seeking to find our ancestors, especially our slave families. Imagine finding a slave journal that reveals details daily records, the records which detail the lives about births, deaths, marriages, bills of sale, how much were paid for them. Welcome, Matilda. And you'll hear more about Matilda. But right now, I would like to... Uh, introduce Mr. Roland Miller, who's going to tell you about the attendees. Good morning, and welcome to this presentation entitled Why Genealogy on Blog Talk Radio, graciously hosted by Ms. Bernice Bennett. Ms. Bennett is also an instructor at MAGI, spelled M-A-A-G-I, which is the Midwest African American Genealogy Institute. Researchers in our group range in experience from novice to the more experienced. Instructional tracks at Maggie include Track 1, Fundamental Methods and Strategies for African American Research, Track 2, Technology and Social Media, Track 3, Pre- and Post-Emancipation Records, and Track 4, Genealogy as a Profession. The student participants for this presentation today are Sarah Cato, 
Camille Alexander, Myra DeShields Moulton, Roland Miller, Flavia Frierson, Camille Johnson, and Audrey McCray. Welcome, Matilda, a slave whose life was documented by her slaveholder's record and account book. Matilda, welcome, and please tell us about your life. Miss Cato, thank you so much. My name is Matilda, Maddie, Tilly, Tilda, anything the master and mistress called me, I answered to, because I was a house servant. I was born in 1815, Nashville, Tennessee. The master bought me when I was 11 years old. We called him Major Graham. Well, he bought my mama, Edie, my brother, Monroe. He paid $1,000 for all three of us. Well, see, my mama was special. She was a weaver. I still got her spinning wheel. I, no, I don't spin. But um, I just want to tell you about me because I know you're looking for me. When the master bought me, I, I was already working, and my mama, too, for the mistress. Miss Maria. So we already knew what she wanted. She was a nice lady. Well, my mama, my brother, and I, we went and we traveled. Wherever they moved, we moved, whether it was Murfreesboro or Nashville. When I was 18, I got married to Creed. Oh, how I know this? Well, I married him. But the master, Major Graham, kept records of all of us. Every slave master had a record. Don't believe what anybody else tell you. They had a list of our names, when we were born, how much they paid for us. Now, that didn't mean they didn't pay taxes, but anyway. So in my, my master tells things like, Mary Creed, right? Mm-hmm. That was 1832. Well, I was a house servant, so I got lots of treatment. I got the measles. Yeah, he made a note of that. He didn't give me no medicine, though, because, you know, a few days later I had a son, my first baby boy. Well, I should have said, well, he's the first boy, but, you know, I had an abortion. I don't know what abortion is, but I just know I didn't have a baby no more. So Madison be my first baby I can love and hug. Well, when I'm not in the house, because sometimes, you know, when they want me in the house, I can't take care of them. Okay, you got what I'm saying. Now, I went back to Mr. MacGyver sometimes, and, well, I got pregnant then. But the baby was just a little different than my Madison, but I came back to Nashville, and then my baby Monroe was born. I was birthing some babies. I had a son, Edward, two more years. Then I had another baby. It was a girl this time. I named her Edie. Well, let's see, Richard came the next year. I had a son, Creed. Well, I won't go with all my children because I had nine. Nine children. Uh-huh. I was a worthy woman slave. That's nine people he didn't have to pay for. Mm. Well, I got this rich story, and I want to share it. 
but I be long dead. Long dead. And I just wonder who who's gonna tell my story. Every one of you, my name may be Matilda and I'm a housewoman, but guess what? I represent every slave you knew that was a housewoman. So look at my story. Find me. I just wanna know why aren't you finding me? I got a granddaughter, her name Myra. And I'm going to ask, Myra, why didn't you find me? Grandma, may I call you Grandma Tilly? I was able to find you, and I found you through genealogy. Do you know what that is? No, I don't know that word, Gene. Gene what? Genealogy is a process of tracing your ancestry roots. Roots? Yes. Like that sassafras roots I go out and make tea from? No, no, no. Family history. That means I can trace you through your ancestor or your descendants. That's what that means. And you be my descendant. Absolutely, Grandma. And I'll tell you how I found you. Oh, I found you, you through. Found me. I sure did through your son Creed. What? Wait now, Creed Junior. Creed Junior. He enlisted into the military. He was in the Civil War. How do you know that? He was one of those U.S. men. Because of archival files, with me doing my research, I was able to search through Creed to find you and your parents as well. Okay. He was in the U.S. Colored Troops yeah. in the Civil War. Nashville, Tennessee. Nashville, Tennessee all the way. Nashville. You know, I remember when Creed was up on that, they call it, Fort Cloud, because it overlooked Nashville. They had some handsome young black men in their uniform. They had guns. We hadn't seen a black man with guns unless he was going out hunting with the master. But you got a picture of Creed? I have a picture of Creed. I also had his manumission from slavery because of him enlisting into the Civil War. I have his evidence of title of the slaveholder that owned him. And I was able to trace him and you through that. So you found Major Graham? Yes, I did. That is your, That was the slaveholder at the time. Okay, now let me get that. You found Creed Jr., my son, and you found a slave master. Correct. Major Daniel Graham. Because there yes. was a William Graham, too, in Nashville. Well, I have them both, Grandma. Baby Case, what you doing with all that? I'm taking all those files and all those information, the information I have, and so far I have created three books on our family so that all of our family members what, will know who you, you are. create? I wrote a book. What, they and, and that write? Book, yes, they yes, let, they let black people write? Yes, Grandma, I read, write, and have a degree. Oh, you're making me cry. It's all because of you. These books exist. You know, they wouldn't let us read or write. I know, and that's why I took the initiative to read, write, publish, and do all the things we were unable to do, and you were my inspiration. Oh, babe, you make me cry now. You're making me cry. Well, what, what would you do with those? So you put them on your shelf like the major? Uh, we sell them to, or hand them out to family members. You mean all the family knows about me? Yes, Grandma. Oh, sugar pie. Well, what about that younger, that younger group? You know, they just don't want to pay, no, they don't care about us. 
It's because of me they're living. It's because of me they can write like you. Baby, I'm going to ask my youngest one. Camille, why aren't you writing about me? Well, you know what, Grammy? I've been looking for you and looking for you, and I did find a slave index with your name on it. What would be an index? It's a list of names of slaves on your plantation. Okay, did you have Creed? I did. His name was under your name. That's why I knew that it was my Grammy material. Okay, did you have Vinny Edwards? Yes, I did. Matilda? Yes. You're good. Oh, thank you, Grammy. I'm so glad you're proud of me. Baby, I'll be proud of you, but you sometimes you don't look for me. Why don't you young folks look for me? Well, you know what, Grammy? That's why I'm trying to get my other cousin to come in and do help me do the research, but they're just not interested. How, how we make them interested? Well... You know, all my cousins are on are on the internet and the computer, so I thought of doing a slideshow. Oh, a slideshow like when that man brought the horses and they sell that liquor. <laughs> Supposed to be medicine. Oh, that type of show. Oh no, Grammy. Oh no, Grammy. That's not it. It's it's what it is. It shows information and pictures right after another, and and it shows our history, your history, Grammy. That's how you found me, sugar. That's how I found you, and I love you so much. I love you too, baby. How you gonna share? How you gonna share? Wait, who's this? This is Flavia. Oh, I, I didn't want to talk to Flavia. I didn't want to. What's going on, Flavia? Uh, I, I call. I just don't understand why I have to learn all this stupid stuff. These black folks already did. I'd be your great, great, great grandmama. I worked in that house 14 hours a day. I ate hog harmony seven days a week when we could get some possum, maybe some dandelion greens. We ate it. But it's because of me, you got a house. It's because what? of me. Because of me. If I didn't live, you wouldn't be here. I don't even know you. I'd be your great. Nobody told me about you. Where am I supposed to know you from? Do you do you, you dance book with ninety nine doggone charts in the book? Who wants to read that stuff? I want to read that, baby, baby. Bye and bye. Oh, when the morning comes, up the rug into the bank, bank. When the bank. I know you sing. I know you sing. I know you sing. 
I bet you dance to just like your grandpappy. Who do you get that dance from, your mom or your pappy? And my great great grandmama used to dance. That was Edie. That was Edie. That's my daughter. Oh. So you got that dance from your grandpappy, from Edie. Uh huh. Keep talking. Why don't you want to know us? Well, well, I guess I do want to know about you, but I'm just saying. If you really want me to know about you, why can't you tell me in a different way other than a book with 500 shorts and all them numbers and dates and things that I'm not going to remember anyway? Baby, they didn't want you to find me. So you're going to have to look for the bill of sale. You're going to have to look everywhere the master went or even the mistress. Who did? Who were his friends? Maybe he bought me from his friends. It's hard, but, baby, it's worth it because I can hear in your voice that feistiness, that song and dance. You be my relative. Well, I'm just trying to say I'm not trying to be disrespectful or any of that kind of stuff. I'm just saying, if we, why do we always have to just do a novel? Why can't we do other things? What's autistic? You know, you know, we can sing and we can draw and we can dance and we can sew. When you dance, you say, "My grandpappy taught me this." When you sew, you say, "My grandmama used to sew like this." Be my granddaughter. They'd love to see you dance. And know that your grandpappy danced like that? He used to do a cakewalk. What, you, what dance you be doing? Oh, I be doing some of everything. Oh, I can really oh you got some of me in you, too. Yeah. Yeah. I really can. But I'm just saying, I know there are people out there that tell that history in different ways. I heard about this lady named Drusilla Pear, and she told about her history through through theater on the stage. Why can't more people do that? And I know I heard about this lady who has this blog radio show. I think her name is something like, uh, uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah, that's it, that's it, that's it, Bernie Bennett. She did that, and you know what? I even saw this scrapbook, and this lady named Ajuri, she had done this scrapbook with all of this information in it. I'm just saying, that's, I'm just saying now, if we are so artistic, we can do this in several different ways, not just a novel with 99,000 charts that young people are never going to live at. You be my granddaughter now, but tell me, we're all the family. I know your cousin Roland, he, he'd been talking about where the family met because most of my kids left Nashville because, you know, we, we weren't free until 1865. The union was in Nashville. They didn't have laws for slavery. That lady, um, that lawyer lady, um, Russell, somebody, Russell, Judy Russell be telling us that. There weren't any laws saying if you were a union-occupied state. So, Roland, where we go? So, where did you move? 
And why did you have to move? That's oh, what I wanted. Oh, very hard following you through the years after you became free, if that's what you call it. We didn't have any jobs, baby. We had to feed the babies. The master was poor. He was so poor. He said, I wish I were dead. 900 acres and 50 slaves were all gone. Well, I probably could have found you easier if your master had been in the household with you as your husband, but as a woman, you weren't recognized as having the right or power to own or run anything. Wait, wait, wait. Say what that you said, just said to me again. A woman can't what? You know, women didn't learn, didn't get the right to vote until the 1900s. Thanks. after you were dead. But why did your aunt Violet Clark Ramsey in 1838, right after being lamulated, freed from her master by a house? 1838. And then she brought two more lots before she purchased her husband and son. So what do you mean woman's rights? I didn't know anything about Violet. I can't find her because... Don't believe everything they tell you. Well, all I know is I try looking in the records. I know what did Sandra Walton just tell you? Walton Rajee? Well, I tried looking in the 1870 census. That's where I first found you. I didn't find your sister. Wait, where you find me? I found you in Nashville. After the end of slavery and the Civil War. You said you had nine children. Yep. And I understand some died... But I only found four. What happened to the other children? They just left. They just left. Sometimes you got to just leave. You can't tell people where you're going because you don't know where you're going. You just leave. Well, I don't know how Myra did it, but I couldn't find anything about you before 1865, not even a name. But now that I found you, I am so happy. You know, it would have been easier if you had a phone book. Well, you know, we got a phone book. It's called Jesus. And when you call Jesus... Oh, have you come to my grave? Have you talked to me? That'd be my other phone number. I found your grave, thanks to Myra. Did you talk to Aunt Sally? No, I did not. Your daddy's sister. I did not talk to Aunt Sally. How was I going to find her? She's your daddy's sister. You don't know how to contact your auntie? I live in Chicago. I don't know where she lives, but Chicago. Wait, tell me about calling and phones. And you can't call in Chicago. They don't have phones in Chicago. Yeah, phones, and I'm busy trying to take care of my own life and my family. Oh, so you don't want to find me. I'm here hidden from gold during a slavery time. That's why I started this genealogy program. That's why I'm going to school. But you can tell me where I went. You're telling me where my children went. Yeah, but I learned that new. I didn't know that the whole time. And I didn't learn it from anybody. I had to look it up. But in the next, in the 1880 census, I couldn't find you at all. I found stuff about a bunch of people I thought might be you and your children, but you weren't living together. I, I, uh-huh, I changed my name. I'm married again. Oh, so I guess I have to listen to another one of our instructors. Thomas McEntry said that I could even become a professional genealogist, and I could travel to the places you live so I could find that other information about you in the court, in the library, about where you were living. Well, how do I find stuff about where you lived in between the sisters? Baby, you keep looking, because I'm going to talk to your other cousin, because right now you're giving me an attitude. You you keep looking and call me back, because I just want to know one thing. Some of my babies are looking for me, hunting for me, and I want to know what, what makes them want to find me. So I'm going to ask August. Well, you know what? I want to find you because 
I got so many first cousins and a whole bunch of other cousins. And I say other cousins because my folks are rooted in North Carolina. And in North Carolina, you got a lot of cousins. See, that's because Major Graham came from North Carolina. His pappy stayed in North Carolina. So we got some of our family from North Carolina. Keep talking to me. Well, see, we have this reunion, and it's been going on since, like, 1954. And all of these folks keep saying cousin this and cousin that. And when you ask them how you their cousin, guess what? They don't know how they're your cousin either. Thank you. When you've been, let me tell you, we don't know where my son, brother, or uncle went in slavery. So when your family did stay together, we were just glad that we were all in North Carolina, Tennessee, and we didn't have to say, hi, you be my cousin. We were just cousins. Well, you know, that bothered me because I said to myself, I'm just believing what everybody's telling me. They're my cousin. I want to know for real, are you my cousin, and how did you get to be my cousin? Um, and the, the first thing I did was start talking to some of my cousin's parents. Because they knew how they was related. It was us younger ones that didn't know how we was related. So what you find out? I found out who my grandfather's sisters and brothers were. And then I found out that that cousin that I didn't know was a cousin, how he was <laughs> my cousin. Yeah, that's the way family pee. But just think about slavery times. Sometimes I didn't know if I was marrying my brother, or they called they called it marriage, but we called them union. Maybe we jumped the broom, maybe we didn't. But you know they could give me a new so-called husband whenever they wanted to. So I'd be glad you're doing this with your family. Why? What makes you happy with it, sugar? Well, you know what? After I started finding out who really was my cousin. And I started telling them, and they were saying, how did you find that stuff out? And I said, well, first of all, I started talking to the folks, and then we started talking to each other. And then it got to be one of those things that everybody wanted to know. How did you find this out? And it started out by talking to each other. But you know what? All of them folks that say they was my cousins, guess what? They really are my cousins. Okay, well, you got this reunion. See, when we we celebrated it, man, it's just Christmas time. When they talk about you, you folks um, doing New Year's Eve and the emancipation, no, we celebrated Christmas or New Year's Eve because it was New Year's Day. The master was either going to sell us or hire us out, so we didn't know what was going to happen. That emancipation didn't help us in Nashville with those colored troops there. Wait, wait. You hear about them colored troops? Oh, you hear about them colored troops? A little bit, a little bit. Did you talk to your cousin Myra? Well, you know what? Once I found out Myra was my cousin, we did start a little conversation. Okay. So, Myra, what you tell about me and those U.S. and Creed? I told you about the U.S. colored and how. I told you about the U.S. colored and I explained to her about how I am. At that national place. What's that national place? 
Okay, so when you were Washington, you, you saw where Major stayed when he was the assistant treasurer of the United States Covered Troops. <laughs> no, it wasn't the United States Covered Troops. You know, his friend was President James Polk and even Andrew Jackson. So when James Polk was in office, he asked Mr. Graham, who was the first comptroller of Tennessee, Secretary of State. But he asked him, come be my assistant treasurer, because, you know, Polk had a hard time in that office they call. So were those colored troops in Polk's office? Uh -huh. Well, sometimes we don't know. And I guess you just got to keep looking. Was well, those colored folks' office, you know, those papers you were telling me about, were they in James Polk's office? See, that national James Polk office. I can't hear you, baby. You know I'd be old. Speak up for me, honey. Speak up. American 
Genealogy Institute here at Harrisville State University in St. Louis, Missouri. And we would invite you to please be on the lookout. Just Google it on the web. Be on the lookout because this is the second year, and this is an annual event. Everyone is welcome to attend and in, encouraged to seek out the information, uh, not only about your family, but to participate in Maggie so that you will have a better facility and ability to find that information. Do we have any other questions? Thank you very much for calling. All right. It seems that we don't have any other questions at this point, so we are going to take a short break. Oh, okay. We are going to conclude at this point since we don't have any more questions. Now, this will be archived. And you may go to the website of Blog Talk Radio, locate this particular program amongst those archived shows that are listed in research at the National Archives. And we want you to look for why genealogy when you go to those archived shows. This has been your host, Sarah Cato, signing off from why Genealogy at the Midwest African American Genealogy Institute. Have a great day and look for your ancestors.